0: I'm sitting in the subway station Manhattan is my destination Mm. Traveling on that dirty train Each day I live is much the same And I think what can I gain Living in this endless game Homeward bound I wish I would Where my heart is lying home, where my destiny
1: waits silently for me. Alright, we're back with Homeward Bound, the show about making Aliyah to the Holy Land, to Eretz Israel. My name is Egal Siegel, and I am very pleased to welcome back to our airwaves the one and only Avi Silverman. Avi Silverman is a very famous in the Homeward Bound family for being the expert on communities and everything about different communities in. Israel, in uh, the state of Israel. And and Avi, I want to first of all welcome you back after the uh, Chag HaPesach. Thank you. Gil. How Good was pleasure. your uh, How was your Chag?
2: It was Malay Simcha. Oh, that's the best thing to hear.
1: Uh, we all had a great Yantiv, and um, one of the things that I wanted to speak to Avi about today was an area which uh, not only is it uh, very popular now with Anglos, but it's also something, uh, a place which has, has a tremendous historical value in terms of recent history in israel and that of course is the area called gush etzion avi first of all let's uh, define what exactly is gush etzion where it is and what comprises gush etzion
2: Uh, gush etzion is towards the south of jerusalem it's uh with the new roads it's actually only about a 15 minute ride uh to Tel piot which is the industrial area of the city with all the shopping. Um, So you're talking about a community that is in close proximity to Jerusalem. And in fact, there are a number of people in the Gush Etzion area who drive to Beit Shemesh, which is about a half an hour away, and take the train to work in Tel Aviv. So even though there isn't direct transportation to Tel Aviv from the Gush area, it is accessible via Beit Shemesh to go to work in Tel Aviv.
1: So okay, for people who are not sure in terms of their map, so you're saying it's 15 minutes from Talpiot. Talpiot, of course, of south, south of Talpiot. So south of Jerusalem would take you. So it's it's kind of like a, if you if you drew a triangle, it would be Jerusalem, Beit Shemesh, and Gush. Is that, uh, does that make you sense? You could
2: do you could do a triangle that way. Again, think of the the southern area of Jerusalem, and the whole Talpiot area. Uh, people may be familiar with Arnona Armon Monhanatzev. Right. Uh, that area is certainly, you know, Emek Rafaim, that street, right. so it's south of that. Okay. Ramat and Rachel, if they're familiar with that area. So from
1: there, it's a 15-minute drive to the beginning of Gush Etzion, you're saying, or to the heart of Gush okay. Etzion? Or? Correct. Okay. Correct. So as people are driving now, a lot of people are aware of the fact that uh, there are two, now there are tunnels that lead to this area. In the old days, I don't know if you remember, but I remember trying to get to the Gush by bus was not a very pleasant experience from Yerushalayim. Just it was like a roundabout way. But Bar Hashem, uh, we now have tunnels. <laughs> okay, so
2: there's tunnels. There's more bus services. Uh, you have buses that are there uh, at least twice uh, in an hour. Sometimes three times, depending if it's uh, the high uh, traffic season, traffic time, um, and they're ex- it's accessible.
1: Okay, so let's. Okay, so we're going down the Gush Road, as we call it, Gush Etzion Road, and we're coming out of the tunnels. So the first the first place that that meets you first of all there's a, th- we should mention it that um, there's a turn off before as you come out of the tunnels you can turn off to Betar correct is that uh,
2: you can make a right to Betar right
1: so so that is officially not Etzion, though. no all right okay so and you continue and i think there's another area there called um past Betar there's another small community that i don't remember the name of sorry everybody <laughs>
2: No, uh, happy birthday. You go okay, so uh,
1: so okay, so you go past that turret We'll go to that. We'll get to that yeah, in a different show.
2: But that's the wrong area. You're going straight on the road. Okay. If you were to go straight on the road, uh, there's actually on the left hand side is a an entrance into a front, which uh. we're not going to discuss at this point. I really wanted to focus on Gushetion. They're actually within the Gush. There is the Yeshuvim of Gush Etzion, and okay. there's Efrat, which is its own municipality. That's how we're going to maybe do that for so, a separate so discussion. So
1: Efrat, th- this is important to know, because I'm sure people don't know this, that Efrat is really a separate community from the Gush Etzion block or uh, of, of Yeshuvim, whatever. And I, I'm like, it's block I'm using Etzion. is a, a yeah. B-L-O-C-K, not the, right. no, it's like the group. The Gush Etzion group of Yeshuvim, which we'll get to in a second, is a separate um, community... Well, than it's, a Efrat. Nolta, it's a separate municipality. Okay, so um, let's have an example, let's say educationally. In other words, if I lived in Efrat and I wanted to send my kid to a school in one of the uh, other areas of the Gush Etzion, I, I could not do that unless I paid privately, is are saying?
2: No, you could, because ah. it's all part of Gush Etzion. There are certain schools, the elementary schools, Efrat, Are for the residents of Afrat. The elementary schools in Gushetzion are for the residents of Gushetzion. Once you pass the elementary schools, which in that area is eighth grade, so ninth grade and above, then you can go to different areas.
1: Okay, so and and it works the other way. Also, I assume, in other words, if you live in Gushetzion, you can. Go to, to Efrat to school. Correct.
2: Okay. So, but so in terms what does of budgeting and funding, there are separate areas. In terms of us for Olim, there's a coordinator for Efrat. That's Elisa Fried Harbader, and there's a separate one for the Gush Etzion area. And that's Julia.
1: Now, is that a question uh, from an FS Ben standpoint? Is that a question of just because of the sheer size of Efrat that there's there's so much to know in a fraud no, or? just
2: uh, legally, they're two different
1: really they're two different, <laughs> it's all a um, legal uh, thing.' It's, it's yeah. fascinating to me because uh, look, obviously we all look at a fraud as part of Gush Etzion. correct, but we're saying that legally it's not correct interesting. Well it's legally it is, but
2: it has its own it's its mandate as a different uh, entity in terms of budget in terms of politics. They each have their own mayor. Ah, okay. Efrat has its own mayor. And Gushetzion and Gush Gush Etzion has, has its own, own mayor, even ah. though Efrat's in the Gushetzion block.
1: Okay, so we're going to leave Efrat for uh, for a separate conversation. We're going to concentrate now on the Yishuvim that uh, as you and we'll go in order. Now, as, as we're driving from Yerushalayim on the uh, on the Gushetzion road, so we talked about the, that you can turn off to Beitar and we go past that, and the first Yishuv that you get to is
2: Neve Daniel.
1: Neve Daniel. Okay, so tell us a little about Neve Daniel. Um, how long is? Do you know how long the Daniel Danielle has been in existence? I think it's been. The, uh, when was? I know in the 80s for sure it was around. Yeah, um,
2: I can't tell you the clear day. I know that there was a big push of Olim, who went to the new side. Basically, um, when you go into the Daniel, Danielle, you go up a center road, right? And then it, it d- divides into two sections. There's the older section and the new section. The newer section has a large percentage of Anglo's that are new Olim. I mean, right. both sections have a high percentage of Anglo's. Um, Even that, the older section has yeah, it? Okay. Absolutely.
1: Cuz I know that uh, the older section is has a lot of Israelis there as well. But it has a high Percentage of Anglo's, but there's a higher percentage in the new section, in the newer section. Okay,
2: and that section was built uh, in the late '90s, in the beginning of uh, 2002, 2003, during the Tefada. They're actually building this whole new section, right? And that's taken off. It has a lot of also what we call Bene Beitcha private homes. So both sections have private homes, um, but the uh, the newer Anglo's who've come to the country tend to have bought in the new side of Neve Daniel.
1: Okay, so. Um Let's talk about uh, the things that you know best. In terms of schools for kids who are living in Nivea Daniel, are there any schools now in Nivea Daniel?
2: Uh, there aren't schools in the Daniel itself. Right. Uh, all the different yeshuvim are going to have their own, uh, what's called a ma'on. For okay, that's children, for younger children, right? Right, children under age three, and will have their own nursery schools. Okay. And then they usually will go to Lonchfut where the main schools are.
1: Okay, so, I mean, using the Daniel as an example of other yeshuvim now. So, in terms of education, most of the kids are going to go to a, a school in a different place, because it just won't be... Except for the Maon, there won't be uh, schools available in the different Yishuvim. I would assume the probably because the the size of the Yishuvim doesn't warrant it. Or as they Correct. get bigger, is there, is there talk, let's say, Neve Daniel, for example, is a good example because we know, at least I know because I have friends who live there, that it's growing tremendously now. I think at this point, there's still is there still a building going on? Is there still construction?
2: There is there is projects that are proposed, but they uh, they haven't yet reached the stage where they can start building. Okay, so right now there's 450 families in uh, Neve Danielle, uh, mostly. I mean, you won't find singles. Mostly families right. of. Uh, you know, in their thirties, parents in their thirties to their fifties, and then there's a whole group of retirees who are moving there as well. Okay, um, it's growing in the to the extent that it can physically. All of these should be more bound in terms of geographically. They're allotted a certain amount of land. They can't go beyond that. Right. So Neve Daniel, with their 450 families, can build more. It's a matter of getting all the proper um, what we call Yishurim, all the permits, and and being able to do that.
1: So uh, again, using Neve Daniel as an example for our listeners, I'm not speaking specifically about Neve Daniel, but I'm speaking about the whole yishuv concept, I guess, and especially in Gush. What number families do you have to be up to? in order to warrant having, let's say, a, a school that's K-8, through let's say, or, you know, for your kids in, this, in the yeshuv,
2: It's not family so much as numbers. Right. And the truth is, when you talk about regional schools, the same way that uh, there's always been this concept in the north and in the south of when you have Moshevim and Kibbutzim, right. so even though you could have opened your own school, meaning there are schools in Jerusalem that have 250, 300 kids, and you, you may have that in these yeshuvim. Right, but the way that the Moitza is set up is that because it's one district that's divided into different yeshuvim, right? They they their wealth, so instead of having a lot of small little schools, ah. they're pulling their wealth and they're having a regional school that everyone gets bus to and they get all their services.
1: Okay, so the, and there is bus service though. Yes, there's bus. Service. Okay,
2: and I mean
1: normally, especially an Anglo family, <clears throat> excuse me, that lives in this area is probably going to have their own car. Correct. I mean, I mean, That's despite the fact, as we discussed yeah. before, and this is important because for someone who visits there, and I've been there for Shabbos, and it's much easier to get there than it used to be. I mean, it used to be that if you didn't take a cab or have a car, you'd have to wait for two hours for a bus, and now the buses are much more frequent, and it is much easier to get to each yeshuv. They stop in each yeshuv, or at least on the on the at the front of each yeshuv. So it's really much easier to get around. I can say that as a as a person who's done that as a visitor. But um, in terms of living there, <laughs> if you don't have a car, it's, it's, much, it's much more difficult. Right. So, but even so, you're saying that wherever your kid goes to school in that area, there's always a bus available to take them. Absolutely, that's uh, part Fri- of it.
2: Fred Fri- happens to have inter- internal buses because it's much right. larger than all the other uh, right. areas. Mm-hmm. But the other places don't even have internal buses. Okay, uh, and you can walk. You know, right. you right. Yeah. have 450 families. You can walk from end to end in you know 15, 20 minutes. Now,
1: David, Deve- uh, Deve- Daniel. Um, to me, is a great place. I mean, it, it, I know that we have we have friends, we have mutual friends who live there. And uh, one of the things that uh, impressed me, as someone who loves air conditioning, is that you, <laughs> especially you know, I live in Yerushalayim, where it gets very hot in the summer. And according to according to the people who live in the Veit Daniel, they maybe turn on the air conditioner twice a year. Like, right. it, it's just a very pleasant uh, atmosphere. It's uh, it's in the hills. And also, it's a tremendous view there. It's an unbelievable view. You also
2: have winters. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the flip
1: side. Huh. But for those of you who have just gone through winter in New York and in the yeah, East Coast, comparable. trust me, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's much better here. Okay, you can still come. Uh,
2: but okay. it's, a, it's a great it, one of the things that I am I'm always impressed is by the rub of Neve- Daniel, meaning they built a central synagogue that is you know can accommodate the community, even though that there are smaller we'll call Breakaway minyanin, let's say. There's also a Lubavitch community within Neve Daniel, and they Mm -hmm. have their own kahila. Um, But the Rav has worked very hard to make sure that everyone feels that they're associated with the main synagogue. So you're not in a lot of different communities within Neve Daniel. You really have a central shul that everyone duvens at, and then, you know, for, you know, small minyanim or for different occasions, you have other shuls. So it's very nice that the community, even though there's a newer part and the older part, they've kept themselves together.
1: Yeah, I'm very impressed with that community, and it's definitely something that if you are looking to live in the Gush area... Um, and you want uh, more of a small town flavor compared to that. And it's funny that we're saying this. Remember, you know, Avi and I remember when Ifrat didn't exist. Right. But now we're saying that if you want a small town flavor, you might not want to go to Ifrat. But again, that's a separate conversation. It's really unbelievable. Um, okay, so yeah, Baruch the Hashem. Uh, so, so Neveh Daniel, is uh, anything else to add before we go on to the uh, next issue?
2: No, because I'll do school separately. Okay. Because, Excellent. Because okay. They're, they're all pretty much located okay in the all same All right, place. so as
1: we continue down the road, so again, on the right side of the road, as you're driving, the, the, after Neve Danil, you reach El right. Okay, so tell us a little about El Azar. So El
2: Azar has completed uh, their large um, 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 addition, and they have about 2,500 residents. And it's one of the larger Yashuvim in the Gush. Um, it's larger than Neve Danil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also yeah.
1: been around longer, I believe. I remember it uh, from, from the early days of Efrat that it was already existing.
2: I don't know. When I, uh, when I was uh, soon in the 80s, they were both there. Uh-huh. and both. we had both, yeah,
1: just another not i looking remember to grow okay so, uh, so oh tell on, us so a little has
2: a lot of private homes um uh, neve daniel tends to be a little bit more on the hardal side meaning okay. harridi datilumi as well as datilumi torni and datilumi um i think you get uh, my impression is you get a little bit more of a stronger hardow um, experience, then were you to go to Elazar, which tends to be more Datilomi, um, and also some more traditional. Mm-hmm. So if you're not looking for um, something that as, is intense religiously, right. Elazar might be a ni- nice option um, with beautiful homes, a lot of services. Um, and as I said, they just finished uh, their recent um, the recent expansion um, prices there are, are similar, meaning you're going to look at paying between 1.2, 1.3 million shekels, which is around 350 thousand dollars for how big for a three-bedroom has- apartment.
1: And how big is apartment. that in terms of meters? Do we have a Do you have an idea? Uh, an average
2: usually around between ninety five and one hundred and ten meters mm-hmm. for a three. That is f- f-
1: still cheaper than your Shalim itself. <laughs> right.
2: So it's, uh, square footage, you're talking around 1,200, 1,300 square feet. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, for apartment. Um,
1: you know, I m- I meant to ask you this about uh, Neve Danio, but what about shopping? Just grocery shopping? Is it is Macaulet based? Or are there
2: almost everyone goes to Rami Levy, which is uh, near Alon Shvut.
1: Right. Which is pa- right past uh, Lazar, We'll get to that. Right. so That's
2: yeah. a large, that's a large uh, supermarket. Everyone right. has a McCulloch. They have a convenience store there. Um, and they may have a hardware store. Uh, Neve Daniel has a bakery. Uh, it has the hardware store. Um, it has a pizza place. I, yeah, they change. So I'm not sure of all the right. other small things right. they have. Um, Azar also has makolot and a few other little shops.
1: So in terms the, the basic needs, you don't have to go schlepping around, but uh, right. at least in the area, there's a, there's a lot of opportunities to. And don't to forget
2: uh, Talpiot, which is where you have a major shopping right. area. is you know 15 minute drive away, right? Right. And right. Efrat, which is across the street, uh, also you know is constantly expanding. Correct, correct. In terms of its shopping experiences as well as you restaurants know, and everything.
1: But again, we're going to talk about Efrat. Right. separately I'm saying
2: to <laughs> the Yeshuvian the are also able to go over to a front it's, it's a close walk
1: you know you mentioned about Nevedoniel having kind of a central shul that kind of a, accommodates everyone where everyone's what about Elazar? Is there something? Also Merkuzi, ah, okay. but
2: Elazar didn't have the sort of break-off that Neve Daniel. You know, Neve Daniel really splits into two very distinct communities as you geographically go through it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Elazar is much more of a a continual type of community. You know, there's a, a main road and you know, little pockets off of it. But uh, in all these places, you're going to find there'll be Sephardi minyanim, there'll be Ashkenaz minyanim. Uh, usually, there's a Karli Bach minyan that, that takes mm-hmm. place if not regularly special occasions. Um, so El is, again, it's a great choice. Uh, the services, the quality of the people, the housing, it's really, it's, it's been a popular and, and, place for the old olden.
1: Yeah. And the, in these in the, shuvim that we're dealing with, um, which have a, a nice uh, Anglo population, do you find that the, uh, that there's services in English for them? Meaning like, for example, like, does the rabbi speak in, in English in the shul? Uh, no, these rabbis, the, the rabbis there are all Israelis. I don't think there are any yeah. American rabbis going, who have shuls If you're going
2: there. for a yeshuv experience, you're going for a yeshuv experience. Right, okay. Even though the populations may be 15, 20% English speakers. Right. Uh, but uh, the idea is that if you, you're you going to yeshuv, you're looking for something a little Israeli. Don't forget also, if you're going to yeshuv, there's a vada klita, meaning you have to be accepted. So Vada is the acceptance committee, they expect you to spend a Shabbat there. They interview you. There's sometimes uh, uh, group dynamic tests that you do together. So it's not like moving to Efrat, uh, which doesn't have that, which is more almost more like a city. Is um, that
1: an out? Is that an outgrowth or an offshoot? Let's say of, of the kibbutz movement? The, this idea of it's having the same an idea. acceptance.
2: <coughs> excuse me, when you have a community that is very specific and set up for certain populations, mm-hmm. meaning everyone in these yeshuvim is religious. They're all Shomer Shabbat. They're all Shomer Kashrut. Uh, they all have Mikvot. Um Someone told me there's, they all now have alt for men as well as for women. in right, these yeshuvim. Right. Um So you want it to be homogeneous. You're looking for a homogeneous experience. That's
1: very interesting. So, And let's say, just to, to, to go in this acceptance committee thing, just to give a, an idea to our listeners of what it entails, let's say you have, uh, first of all, let's say you own a house there, you bought a place, but you don't want to live there for whatever reason. Can you rent it out to anyone you want? Or I'll, that also has to go through committee?
2: No, you can rent it out to whoever you want. If there's issues, then you know, they'll contact you. I got you. There's also a lot of people um, have basement apartments because there's a lot of private homes right? Uh, for extra income. People build apartments in their basement, like nice apartments. Um, and those also, you don't have to be in a acceptance, to the bot.
1: and do you need to have a connection to someone who already lives in the issue of in order to get accepted Is so that are you vouched for yeah. or
2: I wouldn't say you need a connection to get accepted, uh, but you do need to have connections to know that there's actually properties that are available. It's not so easy to find housing in these places. Right. The Danielle Daniel is difficult. Uh, we'll talk about a lunch historically has always been difficult. Right. Elazar because of their expansion now has more rentals and properties for sale. Um, but, uh, it's not as easy to find things that are available. Usually if you're going to these areas, you want to stay people. It's not a transient type place. People stay. Uh, that being said there, are, um, because prices are so expensive for young couples to rent in the cities, there are a lot of young couples who are moving to the yeshuvim and renting basement apartments, which are more affordable. Uh-huh. But they're still paying. You can pay easily two thousand to twenty five hundred, three thousand shekels a month for a two three bedroom basement apartment in these areas. Right, which so. is,
1: I mean, again, it's cheaper than being in the city. But then you have to take into account getting to the city if you work or go to school in your chalein. Right, so it's not so simple. But uh, Okay, the availability is important. It's interesting, just the whole concept of having to be accepted. One of the questions that once came up, and we can use the Nivay Daniel and Elazar as a good example, because if you if you would not have the issue of safety or security, you probably could walk from one to the other. And some uh,
2: people do. Well, first of all, uh, Elazar has an underpass to Efrat. You can actually walk from Elazar ah, to Efrat. I didn't realize they built okay. an underpass. Uh, the other issue being don't have that because El sits d- directly across from Afrat the front. Right, ones exactly. Aren't. It's right, right across the entrance. Right, so right. it's easy to, to do that. Um, but we, in Israel, there's something called tramping, which in America is hitchhiking. Right. And a lot of people, you know, kids, adults, seniors, tramp.
1: Right, and they're very like, open to it because they realize how important it is, even though. You know, there might be a security issue there right. to, to consider. There's also but something it's, uh,
2: called a trampiada, meaning at the entrance to Yeshua, right. have a trampiada, which is a place where one stands for the. But on, on, a,
1: on a regular Shabbat, you could not walk from, uh, let's say, from the Beit Daniel to Elazar. Uh, probably not. Not. Uh, I know that uh, this is an issue about making these places contiguous, but again, you know, we're talking about places that are very, very... Um, um, it's a set. Of, it's a set amount of land that they have. It's a set amount of uh, units they have to build. So it's it's not something which we'll see in the near future that we'll have another massive city like Efrat across the street. In including yep. Alan Shvud, etc. So okay, so basically, um, all right. So we're, let's move uh, further down the road. Okay, Frat still mm-hmm. remains on our left, which again we'll speak about another time. Okay. <laughs> but, so uh,
2: going past the Frat, there's nothing else between Alazara, the and then you come to the famous Trampiata Circle, where a lot of people hitchhike going on to Chevron and Kirat Arba. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to make the right. At that point, there's a gas station which services the whole area. And Ramid Levi, which is the supermarket for that whole area, mm-hmm. is there.
1: How oh, old? That hasn't been there that long, right? Ramid I mean, so.
2: Levi's been there about four years.
1: Right. Yeah, I know it's a very popular spot now, and then you wineries, go into
2: you have some wineries, right? You pass Rosh Surim. Rosh Surim is a kibbutz. Um, they've had expansions, but again, because it's such a popular place, as soon as there's an expansion, it gets uh, it gets taken. So we don't have a lot of olim who go to Rosh Surim. Um, there are two schools that are there. There's the Opana, which is a, a very well-known Opana, mm-hmm. and there's also Rashid which we'll talk about, which is a very interesting inclusion school.
1: Okay, but going back to the Opana for a second, that's a, a girl's school for high, high school. school, okay, and that right. services the entire region. Right. Okay. How many kids in that school Yeah. Um,
2: probably about 150, 200. Okay. Ram so Levy. we're going to talk
1: about education in one um, in one discussion about, it, you know, because it really encompasses the entire region. So we'll get back to that. But again, let me understand. So you, you made that right and you see Rami Levy on your left Correct. and the gas station on your left. And then as you're driving, you pass Rosh Tsurim on your left or right? On your right. Okay, and then you make a turn into?
2: And then you're going to go a little further, and you're going to get to a, a L'Anschwitz. Now, is that that's straight in, or you make a turn? You make a right. Okay. There's two entrances. They have two entrances. I hope everyone's writing route.
1: this down. It's very important. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get perspective. The first I've been, I've been entrance, there. Believe me, I've been there. The
2: first one you come to is more the residential and the new areas, and then the second one is closer to uh, where the school is. The Kiryat Chinuch that they call it, and the older section of Alon Shavut.
1: And That's where the yeshiva is, also the right. famous yeshiva, the Gush Yeshiva, Har-Zion. which I'm sure a lot of our uh, listeners um, are familiar with. Um, and that really, Harzion, Har-Zion is the, is really the yeshiva that started the entire Alon Shvut uh, community. Correct. And there was a small, I think, I guess, similar to Neve Danil in a way that there was a an older community and then there was a newer community that was built afterwards.
2: So the way the way that uh, Alon Shvut developed was you had uh, the yeshiva. And then all the Ramim started to build to live around the Yeshiva. So it was basically an idea, uh, very much that you see in Shalabim also with Nofi alone. The right. Same concept. Right, right, right. Is that you have the Yeshiva that was the center, Talmidim and the Ramim wanted to be near Ravar and Lichtenstein. So, you know, for our English. Or English uh, viewers, <laughs> listeners, um, and so they they ended up developing a whole community, and then it it grew in popularity. It grew also in number of students, so they developed uh, newer areas of uh, lunch food. Um, it's very hard to get housing there. Uh, prices are a little bit higher than in other areas as well because it's harder to get housing. Um, it's known as being the, uh, the Ir Mechanchim, the City of right. uh, Educators. educators right. uh, they estimate that around 50% of their population, we, the men and women, are in the field of education at wow. some level. Yeah,
1: Is that because of the connection to the yeshiva or just been to work out that way?
2: The uh, connection to the yeshiva and also the population that it attracted. So uh, you're, you're talking about a very specific also type of population in terms of people and they're dedicated to, to learning. Um, and you have also very strong kardal type of presence within the yeshiva. Right, right. Uh, a lot of beautiful single-family homes that uh, developed uh, some apartments, uh, all type of housing. And, and, and there's no plan word, now. Of, word of mouth. Right, kind of so, but
1: there's no plan of expansion there at this point. No, there? no. there's right. always
2: talk about it. Someone uh, just told me recently when I was in America that um, they've been trying for a while to get into long shvut, and someone wrote to them on an Arab Shabbat in Israel saying, my neighbors just told us that they're going on shvut and they're actually selling their apartment. They wrote to this these people in Baltimore, right. Uh, so the people got it Friday, early day. They wrote back to these people. They got it multi-Shabbat when it was still Shabbat in Baltimore. Uh-huh. And by Sunday morning, when the people in Baltimore turned on their computer, they had already got the rental agreement. Wow. <laughs> that's how quickly it <laughs> happened. And no one knew about it except the three families oh, involved. But that's how it works. It's, it's very, it has to be very much uh, word of mouth.
1: It's unbelievable. I mean, it, it's such a beautiful place. Now, it, when you visit Alon Shvud, you go in, I believe it's um it's 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 called Alon Shvud Darom and Alon Shvud Tafon? Is that is that how it's different? Uh, I'm not sure
2: how the residents yeah. refer to it, but it's the new areas and the older areas. And for
1: some of our listeners who are familiar um, through Nachum shows and and Rav Yosef Tzrimon is is one of the Rabbanim of the uh, of the of the uh, area there and uh, he of course is is involved very heavily with Jab Katif, uh, he's a tremendous resource and he's just uh to have him as a Rav is a is definitely a, a good thing for the people who live there, I can tell you from a personal standpoint. Um so that's uh so that's Alon foot. Anything else to add about foot specifically? Is there we talked about shopping before, obviously the Rami Levi is right there, so I guess Correct. it's a, but I'm sure they also have the Makola. Internally and,
2: right. Internally they have a social hall that they rent out which is connected to the yeshiva. So a lot of people from all around the Gush, you know, use that as right. their social hall. Um, I know the yeshiva also tries
1: to to have a lot of stuff going on in the summer. They have a uh, a week where they have uh, people coming in, really from all over the world for for, for for Tanakh uh, seminars, and so I think that also. You know um, the the community I think is very supportive of that. And There's the you know helping housing people and stuff like that. It's a very pleasant place. Uh, there's no question about
2: it. And right. now, lunch was one of the older yeshuvim in the gush. You know, right. People when when uh, people came back to Gush Etzion in '48, you know, lunch foot was one of the centers. Uh, if you go past the lunch foot, then you're going to to get to um, the area of Bat Ayan. Okay. Uh, and so Bat Ayan is a different type of uh, lifestyle. But it's very appropriate for Anglos who fit that lifestyle. And the. Uh, how big is Batayan? Uh, Batayan. Mm,
1: well, I'm not going to put you in the spot. It's yeah. not as big as Alon Shfoot, is no,
2: it? No, it's not as big. I forget how many families are there. Is there.
1: A, does Batayan also have a, an educational institution that's kind of the crux of the place, uh, similar to Gush?
2: It has a women's opana, it has a small men's learning group. And we're going to talk about the fact that uh, recently, Etzion, which was in. Um, which still is in Nefrat, has moved a campus over toward... Uh, and Etzion just,
1: uh, again, we're going to speak about education in, in the other segment, but uh, Etzion is what? Is a, is, a, is a boys' Etzion place?
2: Oral Etzion, sorry. Oral Etzion is a boys' school and a girls' school. Ah, okay. It, okay. It's part of Rabbi Riskin's community ah, of okay. Okay. Uh But Ein has 1,300 residents. Oh, so that's a pretty large um, place. Yeah, and, and a lot of them are in caravans. Uh, the building has gone slowly there. Um, it's very diverse religiously. Everyone's religious, but uh, the uniqueness is you have love there. You have love who are there. You have Chabad. You have Chardal, You have Datilumi. Um, you have a lot of Karlibach type people who are there. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a very organic type of community. Uh, people doing their growing their own vegetables. Is it mostly um, Anglos? No. The, I would say it's, it's really. Right? Uh, it's about 15%. That are Anglo's, and what was the percentage of Anglo's
1: integrated. in 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 a foot. Do you have that? Do you have that number? Have I
2: think in total around the gush it varies anywhere between fifteen and twenty five percent. Okay, so we'll, we'll keep community. that as an average. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that's really fifty percent. Uh, frets a little bit higher than the others, right. but in terms of the gush. But
1: for our listening audience, for the people who are making Aliyah, Bat Iron doesn't seem the place that they're going to be able to buy a place to live, or it's because of the caravan situation and the building there is going so slowly. It might not be the option. The alt the optimal option for someone, unless they have a connection to Ba'tayin, which obviously they would right. want it, to be there.
2: Right. I mean, look, you can get a caravan for between 1,800 and 2,500 shekels a month, which is a right. nice price.
1: Okay, Avi, I'm just going to, um, you know, Baruch Hashem, we've uh, spoken a lot about uh, different places here, but we're coming to the end of our segment here. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation with Avi in a different segment about uh, the Gush Etzion area. Um, and uh, and specifically, we're going to concentrate on Ed Shin and other aspects of the entire area, uh, as well as concluding, you know, going over uh, the rest of uh, the area in terms of uh, the places to live. So I want to thank Avi for his time um, for this segment. And uh, this is Egal Siegel for Homeward Bound. And thank you for listening and have a great week, everybody.
0: Homeward Bound, I wish I was. Lying home, where my heart is lying home, where my destiny waits silently for me. Tonight I'll sing sad songs again. Lament this world of pretend mm. But all my words come back to me. This life of mediocrity, like emptiness and harmony. I need Hashem to comfort me Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Home to Yerushalayim Home where my heart is lying Home where my destiny waits Silently for me Silently for me